0: This week on the Thrawncast, the Gree arrive on Coruscant, the crew leaves for Wayland, and the attack on Coruscant begins. Beware of cloaked asteroids, it's time for the Thrawncast. Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem?
1: I need someone who
0: sees a bigger picture. The Empire is getting better at anticipating our moves. I underestimated the commander. The previous attacks were clumsy. But this one was swift. Precise.
1: To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics. But their history philosophy art ah. grand admiral thrawn
0: hello and welcome to the Thrawncast. cast i'm your host nancy and today we're discussing chapters 13 through 16 of the last command joining me on this legendary journey are my co-host brian hello matthew hello and amanda hello and we have some news this week last thursday usa today post uh, posted an article about thrawn the novel and posted as well the first excerpt and it is very very good it made me flail in my car for a bit before i went upstairs into work uh, were you reading <laughs> while driving nancy no that's not safe. <laughs> i parked my car Looked at Twitter, saw Thrawn excerpt from Del Rey, and went, "Ooh!" and read it, and then I went to work. Okay, Just I concerned for your safety. No, Tom also <laughs> asked that I wasn't driving and reading at the same time. I was not. So, because I've never done that,
2: <laughs> I've never read a book while driving the car ever.
0: So yeah, it's very good. Um, you should go read it. There are some really nifty uh tidbits in there. Vong uh, confirmed. No, the Vong <laughs> are not confirmed. <laughs> they are not confirmed.
1: No room for interpretation. 100% Looking at confirmed. you,
0: nine. Yeah, yeah, Io nine. Io nine got out their leap to conclusions, match. Um. Which, if you've read Empire's End, you will say that it's a really dumb leaping to a conclusion because they're <laughs> obviously going for something here, but whatever. So yeah, um, it's, uh, it's, it's Zahn. It's it's Zon writing Thrawn, and that's all you need to know. Uh, also, for those of you who are familiar with Thrawn's Legends backstory and were concerned that they were going to overwrite some of that, uh, no concern is necessary uh there was a f- i flailed in the first sentence of the excerpt for obvious reasons so um the the character is in very good hands and i cannot wait to read this book so enough- were
1: you on the lawn when you flailed about zan writing Thrawn?
0: i was not i was in the the car is there are a- you
1: eating prawns
0: <laughs> no i was not eating prawns <laughs> i'm just trying to
1: think of it. <laughs>
0: think I, I just not now worrying. noticed
1: that zon rhymes with thrawn and it's yes it's delighted I, and I now i'm i pointed that out
3: it only took yeah. us how many episodes of this show <laughs> I, matthew <laughs> i completely right, we've been going
2: since it. summer <laughs> <laughs> look the thing you need
1: to understand about me is I'm very dumb, <laughs> and I have a very poor memory.
2: Your re- new
3: host of the Thrawn Cast,
0: everyone. <laughs> okay, after, after the series please the, the, the podcast is in excellent. Hand. Please put that in. <laughs> please put that in the description. I'm very dumb, and I have a poor memory. <laughs> uh, the, we also got some news about the book. Uh, this time the covers. Um, they're so because Thrawn is a special book. Um, they're doing actual. They're doing variant covers. And before people freak out about this, Delray have said numerous times that this is not a trend going forward. This is a one-off event because it is an event. So, however,
3: they- I'm still very cool with. Uh- like, Barnes & Noble getting posters?
0: Yeah, well, normally that's what happens, is that there's, you know, the regular hardcover, and then Barnes & Noble has a hardcover with a with a poster in it. Um,
3: but these three variant hardcovers, not
0: standard yeah. operating procedure. No, they're not. So we have the regular... That's
1: good, because, I mean, there are plenty of, like, both narrative and marketing, uh practices that i would not care to see imported from the comic book industry and var- variant covers <laughs> yeah are pretty
3: high on the list.
0: <laughs> yeah no they've said this is definitely um you know it's a one-time deal for thrawn so what,
3: you, you don't want a uh, frank cho
0: variant cover oh, for oh sh- no i mean maybe <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it a sexy Frank Cho cover? <laughs> Just kidding. Frank Cho's art is always sexy and never misogynistic. Yeah.
0: So these th- covers, we have the regular version, which is the, the, the white background with Thrawn's half face. There is the Barnes and Noble version, which is exactly the same, except it's a black background instead of white. And then there is a third version, which is... The celebration exclusive that they will be selling at the Delray booth, and it has um, a white background, but Thrawn's full face, and then the back cover is uh, the the poster of him uh, that's in the Barnes and Noble version. Let me
1: tell you, I'm real happy I don't have to worry about walking into a bookstore and seeing that cover staring back at me. because <laughs> It is creepy as
3: hell.
0: No, it is not. It is It's awful. awesome. I love it. I'm getting it and I'm displaying it in my bookcase face front so everyone who comes to my house has to see it.
1: Well, if I ever visit, I'll hurt my eyes.
0: <laughs> and it also has cool um like the chimera logo from rebels um they have that on like as a border of the book so i it's gonna be pretty rad i will definitely be buying that.
2: they they... i will too i always get the electronic versions because that's (laughs) how i get to read them cover to cover on release day Mm -hmm. um is it downloads to my kindle and then i just have it and i ignore the rest of the world um but then I like to have a hardcover of books I like. Yeah. and uh, Well, especially the past if you year, are
0: getting them autographed, which at Celebration, we probably will.
2: Um, last year, while we were in Germany, um, I don't know if you all are familiar with William from Ion Cannon, but he's our friend in real life. And so he was sent to Barnes & Noble on every book release <laughs> to go get me a copy of the book
0: yeah um, we i i get the i will buy the the kindle version if it's a book i really want to read like thrawn uh we we get the review copies but i'm still buying the celebration version of this one and exactly. maybe, So i'll get the
2: celebration version i will have probably read it twice by the time i get my hands on that copy which means it will stay nice yeah
0: and maybe the barnes and noble version as well sorry it- brian <laughs>
3: I'm not complaining.
0: I need to complete the set.
3: Yeah, I'm not complaining. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, book is getting closer and very exciting. And for now we have uh we're we're getting close and um we will be finishing in time. We've we've scheduled it well. I also may have added outbound flight to my reading list for this month because after reading the thron excerpt I was like, I wanna go back and read outbound flight because I have time to do that. Uh so, we will not be doing that on the Thrawncast. Follow me on Twitter and I'll well, do it. We'll there. be doing it
1: eventually, maybe, yeah. hopefully. Maybe <laughs> in 10 years, <laughs> maybe, many years from now. Yeah.
0: So, let's move on to our chapters for this week because we are getting into the nitty gritty of these this final chapter in the Thrawn trilogy. Chapter 13 Leia's bodyguards arrive on Coruscant. And surprise, it's the Nogri! Who could have figured that out? <laughs> I actually don't think I did when I first read this book. I know I did, but I was like 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% certain that I didn't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love that the things you called out in the show notes are like exactly the things that, that I would have called out
0: <laughs> hanging around me for a while now. Yeah, well, so the Nokri are described as Jawas, which makes me wonder are Jawas common on Corsage and in the Imperial Palace? Because I thought they were kind of, you know, exclusive to Tatooine, but I guess I'm wrong. Uh, i get the impression not that, common, that they're like
1: common on Coruscant.
0: Uh, even if I they're not common, true. they're
2: benign. Yeah. Right. So, so if anyone looks at them and sees Jawas, they're not gonna see like the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> they're, just, they're, they're benign. Yeah.
1: Also, I can think of both a Legends example and a Canon example of Jawas like just you know showing up somewhere that's not Tatooine.
0: Oh, which so. ones?
1: Well, the the Legends I. I don't remember the name of the book. I think is the one where Luke is inside the spaceship that he falls in love with.
0: Oh, um, yep. Okay. There's Jawas there, and, the Jedi. <laughs> and then in
1: the uh, in the Star Wars comic book in the first arc, there's some Jawas that Luke liberates from that uh, that oh, slave camp.
0: Okay, cool. Well, they help
1: they help R two get the ad uh, at working.
0: Uh, I've forgotten <laughs> that. Okay, cool. Well, um, Han is not pleased about this turn of events, especially when what they is s-
1: not pleased about.
0: It, well, yeah, especially when they start <laughs> calling him the consort of the Lady Vader. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh. consort of the Lady Vader is one of my favorite lines from the expanded universe. It's really love <laughs> Solo. So what a man, consort of the Lady <laughs> Vader. <laughs> Amen. Um. But he said he admits they don't have a lot of choices, so um, this is what they got to do. Luke is like, "We need to go break out Mara now," and Han's like, "Wait, we're leaving now?" He's like, "Yeah, before they figure out something's going on." And Han is upset because he does he wants more time with Leia, which is sad, but and also
2: adorable,
0: and yeah. There was two lines that I liked um, from this Han point of view section, which is when talking about Leia uh, with the Nogri and how she's very proper. And it says that sort of authority stuff, the sort of authority stuff that usually kicked in his automatic disobedience circuits. But on Leia, it looked good. This is the (laughs) second time in the series
2: he's had a similar moment. Yeah. Like er in an earlier book, sort of the same thing happens when... He's like, oh, usually that would really turn me off. But instead,
0: it's sort of doing the opposite. <laughs> it's almost like he's attracted to his wife. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the other line is at the end of the section, which is as m- pretty much as much as a, of an innuendo as Timothy Zahn will ever get. Uh, OK, he'd leave tonight, but he wasn't going anywhere. until he, he said goodbye to his wife. And in private,
2: <laughs> although that's probably not as interesting as we'd like it to be, and by we I mean me, um, because we're talking about a woman who's a few weeks postpartum. So, and I'm yeah, gonna, like gonna how long?
1: How long is Han hoping for? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sweetheart, I haven't got time for anything else. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there there's there's another time I'm gonna call that out later on where you need to remember what Leia is going through yeah. physiologically right now. Yeah. In order to understand really what's going on in the scene.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's as pretty much as much of an innuendo as we'll get. Except for the uh were you gonna get off or are you just getting comfortable, which is much later in the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um for those of you who don't know, that is from Spectre of the Past. Uh, We move on to Mara, who wakes up from yet another nightmare about the Emperor and the Death Star. Uh, Jeez, Mara, get over it. She really needs some sort of therapy or something to happen to get over this i wonder what her, it will be her psychic
1: ptsd is so yeah. boring
0: <laughs> uh so I, I yeah I'm, I'm, i could say something but it's probably inappropriate
1: <laughs> i'm i'm kidding obviously yeah. <laughs> it's not boring it's, it's yeah. actually interesting how this is developed yeah and how this continues to develop in the scene.
0: Yeah. So she wakes up from another nightmare and hears the door someone at the door. So uh, the door opens, three she throws a data pad at the door, and it's Luke. And thankfully And he stops it in midair with the force. Yeah, it's kind of hot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think it would have been cuter if he'd have let it hit him in the head. I just love the idea that like she just throws a data pad at his head. <laughs> You're an old married couple already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, feel...
1: to be fair, she heard somebody attack the the security droid that's guarding outside yes. her door. Yes. So I she mean, she has a Empire reason. Is here to, she to has. To finish the job. She has. She's a not reason. just throwing data pads at anybody who comes by. No. <laughs> Although I I do like that idea yeah. as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, he says he's there to break her out of jail and take her to Wayland. Uh, she protests immediately and says, "This is his war, not hers." But there's really no heart to her protest because she knew what she, when she told Leia about Wayland, she had thrown her hat in the ring, and you know, she—it's just an—it's just an instinct at this point, you know, automatic reflex. Um, she, well, and her choices there are like stay on house arrest,
2: yeah, don't stay or, on house or arrest. go with the people venture
0: jail yeah like <laughs> i mean yeah she and she can get out so um she I mean,
1: to be fair jail might be preferable to you know adventure if it's not <laughs> an adventure that like you actually believe in but right she, she but Mara
0: thrives want. on adventure <laughs> she also probably realizes that this is probably gonna end up this 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 might be the thing that helps her get rid of this last command in her head um so what hey nancy just used the title of the book what What? (laughs) so i mean everybody has to drink (laughs) (laughs) so um she wonders why luke skywalker jedi knight hero of the rebellion pillar of law and justice would defy the entire new republic to break her out of jail all because he knew what needed to be done all because he trusted her and it makes her think that maybe he's not what the emperor said, and she's been thinking this for three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it should it should be clear by now. He's not, he's more than meets the eye. <laughs>
1: There's a line here that I liked. I, I don't have it written down. I don't have it marked, but... Um... Oh, it's the uh it's you've got it here, the irritating idealistic earnestness.
3: Oh, he's of like, course he's Nancy like, had that line mark there.
1: Right. But I mean <laughs> I just I just love it. She's like he's like, uh, come on, let's go to Waylon. and she's like, Well why would you think that that I would do that? And he's like, you have to. Come on.
0: Yes, that is what's right. right <laughs> irritating idealistic earnestness is the uh, episode title <laughs> because <laughs> it is the perfect description. <laughs> yeah, I, Luke should really have that tattooed on himself somewhere. <laughs> yes.
1: Like he needs to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Han, Lando, Chewie, Luke, Mara and the droids leave on the Falcon and set a course for Obro Sky, uh, which you remember from the first book is the library planet. <laughs> Uh, by the time they get there, Mara says she'll have plotted out the rest of the course to Wayland. She's not pleased that this is the strike team that they have and no other forces coming to back them up. But Han points out that you can get a lot of distance out of doing what the other side doesn't expect. And he's like, well, and he does that thing where he brings up Endor, which is yeah. really just not good with Mara. It's not, but she's she doesn't really have a reaction. So also,
1: it's pretty disingenuous because like they had a whole like team of like commando extras yeah yeah on endor
0: right yeah still there were like not thousands of them no (laughs) um and here we get uh luke saying your first command since you resigned your commission han yeah let's hope it's not my last again the title of the book
1: (laughs) um (laughs) the title of the book is the last command and luke says your first command
0: yeah but han says let's hope is not my last
1: yeah but he doesn't say my last command but it's that's a juxtaposition
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a literary
1: thing okay i understand <laughs> I'm you're being, being difficult you're... <laughs> I, yes
3: i was gonna use it to also disturb, but that's matthew something. i will straight man you to death <laughs>
1: <laughs> i also think it's funny i thought i was the straight man on this podcast
0: <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> i also think it's i think it's nice that luke um that it's understood that han is in command here like you would think like luke is a jedi he'll be in charge but he is you know he's like nope han was a general he's got more experience he's in charge he's Where's older yeah, it's he's true, older. it's a ship, he's older, whatever. He, it's because Luke knows what needs to be done and gets it done. So, we return to the Chimera, which is about to begin the assault on Coruscant. Uh, Sabiath re- arrives on the bridge, Paleon and the rest of the bridge officers are super anxious because of Sabioth's temper tantrum, and I love this part, how yeah. Paleon <laughs> is, like, trying to Figure out how he can inch closer to the Estalamiri without it being totally obvious. <laughs>
2: yes, when Paleon's like eyeing his chair yeah. and just sort of like
0: inching closer to it, I love that. Yeah, and like everyone on the bridge is like, "Oh my god, this is a guy. what do we do?" Um, I mean, it's it's really you know, it's all it's awful because what he did was terrible. But I just the idea of Paleon like trying to get closer to the chair without seeming like a scaredy cat because he doesn't want his crew to disrespect him. It's just funny. <laughs> well, And he doesn't and want Sabioth to up. call him out on it either. Yeah. 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 And, and like, take
2: out, control like, over him.
0: Brings, I keep
2: thinking Paleon's, like, out. worst nightmare is Sabioth like, grabbing a hold of his psyche and forcing him to do parlor tricks a la Beetlejuice <laughs> right there on the bridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny yeah so um he sabiath tells pelion that he wants a ship with enough range to get to wayland and that he's changed his mind about leading the coruscant attack how convenient i wonder what has changed that would make him want to go to wayland could you guys think of anything that might have happened that would set him off i don't know Hmm. Plot.
1: plot set him off.
0: <laughs> well, he probably felt something maybe in the forest because he seems to do that. Uh, so well, a course sensitive yes, person was plot. the one plotting the
2: course, so yeah. maybe Mara resonated I don't with know. coordinates. I don't know.
0: He cray. that be off cray. <laughs> he could do whatever. Uh, Thron arrives on the bridge with his Mary, uh and reluctantly agrees with Sabioff, uh he will ride on the star galleon along with general covel's troops who will take command of the mount tantus garrison why did i write my right tantal i don't know uh but i like the name star and i like the name draclore <laughs> draclore
2: <laughs> is a good name
0: it sounds like something from star trek
2: yeah, yeah star galleon
1: uh they, I mean, they mentioned that in the first book, I think. Yeah. And like, it just.
0: It's definitely for whatever.
1: A... For whatever reason, I always pictured like the 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 wooden sailing spaceships from yeah. Treasure Planet. <laughs> <laughs> I think like that's that's a Star to me.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm betting Star is something that was introduced in West End Games that he brought over.
1: I'm sure it was because yeah, yeah. Uh, Sabiath. Yes. Like. Um, it does not look like what I wanted it to look like. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like a box with a bulge at the end of it. It's, it's, not, that it's not cute. sounds terrible. A
2: box and a bulge. That just sounds dirty.
1: <laughs> that was amazingly
3: not my intention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was a Lonely Island song.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, you know what it kind of looks like? It looks like an adat without the legs.
0: Oh. That's sad. Anyway. <laughs> um so um Savios seems satisfied enough with all this uh th- and goes off to prepare thrawn and paleon discuss what could be happening at mount tantus um paleon w- worries that something with the rebels is going on but thrawn says the rebels are not involved or he would have heard he would have heard about it from intelligence and delta source um, and then he says that Sabiath leaving is a solution more than a problem, haha. Because ha. it's funny because he hates him. <laughs>
1: well, and also he thinks. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but he thinks that Sabiath. I don't want to spoil anything.
0: No, but th- there's
1: a, there's another reason for him to say that other than he just wants him gone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But he does want him gone.
1: Well, sure. Yeah, Who wouldn't? <laughs> right.
0: So uh, moving on to chapter 14. This time we open with Leia having a bad dream. Uh, she sees Mara and Luke facing a cloaked figure. Uh, could this be foreshadowing? I don't know. I don't nope. know how books work.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Says a woman who has written and is querying one right now. Yeah. No idea. Nope.
0: I've never read a Zon book. You should put that ever. in your
1: query letter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I understand books. <laughs> uh, she wakes up, realizes that Coruscant is under attack, and rushes to the war room. In her jammies. In her jammies. In her af-
2: jammies. She puts on a robe. And Again, she we're talking takes about a woman.
0: Her lightsaber with her to the war yeah. room.
2: In her jammies. In her lightsaber. <laughs> this is a woman who's a few weeks postpartum. She... So we're talking about probably needing to pump. Listen stuff needs to get done and (laughs) probably like with other physiologic things that are going on that are super uncomfortable yeah so just remember all of the the heroics that you see Leia engage in over the next few chapters she's really uncomfortable while doing it
0: yeah yeah uh yeah (laughs) again one of those situations where the earth pregnancy isn't really you know
1: yeah, this is a follow. space pregnancy.
0: It's a space right. pregnancy. Right, right. I'm sure that, it, <laughs> that...
2: <laughs> I'm sure that her space twins don't drink nearly as much milk as Earth twins would, and therefore they don't. They missing a feed more. is not a problem at all. Maybe
1: they drink more, and that, that therefore she doesn't need to pump.
2: Yeah, you have no idea how that works.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I'm saying it all comes out at once. <laughs> in space that's <laughs> not how it works that's, at all no
0: matthew in
1: space, i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i know Come that's on. not how it works in real life <laughs> <That's it. laughs> uh,
0: so um i also love the war room i i love it in like any sort of science fiction um property but um, especially here, um, I like
1: that there's an observation gallery. Yeah, there's an
0: observation gallery. It's like, oh, let's go watch the, the war, people. The that's war. Just, like, so
1: quaint for the for the the junior uh, yeah. senators who are learning how to do war. <laughs> right. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah. I Remember, this
2: was the Empire's building. The Emperor probably loved letting people watch them conduct yeah, war. True. Yeah,
1: that's true. It's
2: probably grand spectacle. They probably spent like sold tickets.
3: Right. <laughs>
0: So um a pair of brown robed jaw was push into an elevator with her. Uh and the first time I read this, I was like, oh, their Jawas going to the row room. And then I realized, oh wait, dummy, they're the no Greek <laughs> going with her. Uh because I'm smart. <laughs> um get Yeah I didn't realize that either.
3: <laughs> I yeah, I totally did not pick that up. <laughs>
0: i'm not stupid <laughs> doesn't it say that they're like chittering at each other yeah. like i
3: yeah so i mean no don't chitter
1: they they mew
0: well i don't i think they're no grief they're, <laughs> no the they're no grief
1: where's the page where is it i'm looking keep talking i'm looking <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so Leia gets to the war room and his- Gench is there because he's got nothing else to do. <laughs> Poor Gent, he's just been left there. And I know and it's he for just a of
3: Yeah,
0: I
2: adore the orphan slicer who's yeah. just like walking around. He's like, I got hey, nothing howdy, else to do. How did you get into do? the war room?
0: I made myself a code on board. Uh, I really yeah. think that was... <laughs> all right
1: <laughs> like she would know if they were no green. this this is from her pov like she's
0: she's tired she's yeah, part yeah, yeah. of the night <laughs>
1: whatever <laughs>
0: anyway listeners chime in on whether you think they're no green jawas <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, please settle this <laughs> crucial debate
0: <Yeah>. right <laughs> actual jawas or metaphorical jawas yeah <laughs> so um, Leia it being a smart woman that she is puts get to work with the crypt team because she's like okay you're gonna get in my way I'm gonna give you the, these people so you can be smart with them Um, Drayson is in c- in control and Leia knows that that is not gonna work out because he is not good enough to go against Thrawn and wants to know where the heck Garnbell Iblis is um she finds him in the observation gallery gallery watching everything and begs him to take command and he's like no i can't do it he's basically
1: achilles at this point right i mean he's like sulking in his tent
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um He said he refuses because Momothma hasn't asked, and Leia calls him out in his childish bullshit finally. Uh, I love it. it, It's it's so good. She's like, okay, we don't have time for this. (laughs) You need to help. But then he goes in an explanation of why he hasn't helped, and it's still kind of. Childish, but it makes sense, especially if you are like me and head canon that they were in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's still
1: dumb. It's, it's just slightly less dumb, <laughs> right? So
0: he basically says that Mon Mothma is terrified of trusting people when others' lives are in danger, and that there's only a few people she can trust explicitly, and those are the people like Leia that she puts in charge, and if she put garb in charge but didn't trust him she'd be hovering over his back and he would get annoyed with this and they would start snubbing at each other and the effects would be devastating to everyone involved and leia points out that the effects for people dying right now are devastating as it is um and then she's like can i talk to her. Let me go talk to her and see what she says. And then surprise, Mon Matha just shows up behind them and she's like, maybe she has learned. And
1: Yeah, but not before Garm is like, no, she has to come to me on her own or it doesn't count.
0: <laughs> yes. It's a very good impression of Garm Bliss right there, <laughs> basically. Um, so yeah, she says there's no reason why they can't be a good team again. Wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. And then uh, Garm, he he actually steps up and officially asks for command, and doesn't like make her actually ask him. So there, they there yeah. is a little give and take for both of them and that's all settled uh i really like the background and the whole psychology going on and it really makes you feel like they were close and knew each other whether you're like me and ship i it's it, i i'm just being silly but still like
1: no they were i mean regardless they were, they co- were close. and i mean you can- and yeah. you can totally read that ship into into that. Like, that doesn't uh, seem yeah. like a stretch to me. But they were yeah. they were definitely close either way.
0: Right.
2: Whether or not they were just besties like she was with Bail Organa or something right. more romantic than that. It makes sense that there was an emotional tension there, an interpersonal emotional tension there. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Right. So. um Thankfully, that's resolved. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> and now we can talk about how I really want to see Garbil Iblis show up in Canada again, especially with Reb- the last episode of Rebels. Save the dream!
2: Oh, man. I'm really... That was the first episode of Rebels I've that ever seen. That was a good and, um... episode
0: of Rebels to start with.
2: <laughs> Let me tell wow. you. Wow. I, I like, got Tyrion goosebumps <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Um, I was so, like, "Damn, but, that was that's what everybody's mean, been talking about."
1: Garm from the ground Rebels and his name—you is Saga you know Rebels. that Garm <laughs> was aboard
0: no. one of their
2: ships. Save the dream. Like,
0: r- no, there, because ba- Garm is <laughs> from Karelia, and so they have to have some sort of Matthew. Stop it! <laughs> 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 they have to have some sort of Karelian rebellion, and if they are, they just
1: just rebellion? Billion. Yes. Just I hope keep that's what it... they call the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just keep it with Garm because they're already using Thron, and he Garm is from the same book. Just, just help. Just do it. Come on.
1: Actually, just... now, I, now I want the book to be. Actually, no. This is a sitcom set in the Star Wars universe, and it's called Keeping It Garm. <laughs>
0: um so this chapter is really long so i'm not going to go through all the bits and pieces but it's very solid
1: explain how tractor beams work (laughs) no
0: (laughs) it's it's very solid it's good action um especially since you know most of it's happening in the war room and then the other part is happening in on the bridge of the chimera you're not actually seeing the you know smaller ships um it's, it's it's a really good, like, high-level war stuff. that Yeah, yes.
3: that, that tractor beam thing, though, was very much... Uh, yes, I'm Tim Zahn, and I have a contract with Bane
1: Books.
0: <laughs> no, it's Tim, <laughs> it's Tim Zahn, who has a physics degree. <laughs> with,
1: with Bane oh, Books? Like, oh you've not
3: suffered enough yet. Like <laughs> no. that, Bane?
0: No, B-A-E-N. We, they are the... Uh, I don't know if he ever wrote for Bane. Was he not with Bane? I, he might. Have, some of his earlier books might have been with Bane, but no, it was definitely Timothy Zahn, physicist ABD. Um, <laughs> and all, if you like this... all but dissertation, for those of you who don't know what that means,
3: and if you like this section on tractor beams, you should check out the Icarus Hunt.
0: <laughs> yes, oh. that's such a good book.
3: Well, I was gonna say you should check out the X Wing series. You,
1: where you should. Get, where you get minute details about the X Wing pedals. Six <laughs>
3: straight pages of X Wing fuel
0: consumption rates. Oh it's true.
2: yeah. It's true. Uh,
0: but but the... it, and yet you want to keep reading it, like <laughs> yeah. But the basic. Like it doesn't make you cry. But the basic point being in this book is that the Imperials launch cloaked asteroids into orbit around Coruscant they launch but they launch so many times 287 to be exact that the rebels have no idea how many asteroids are really there which is only 22 um i mean that's still a lot of asteroids but um they it's
1: really clever like both like thrawn's strategy and like tim's on for coming up with it's so clever because good stuff because they (laughs) could like
0: use their like physics and stuff (laughs) to try to 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 pinpoint the asteroids and say all right we destroyed 22 of them we can take down the shield but 287 that's going to take a freaking long time and they have to make sure they get rid of all of them um so they can't risk taking down the shield until they get the situation taken care of, which means that Coruscant is effectively cut off from the war, uh, because how you know it, how he creates the 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 tech is that like nothing comes in, nothing goes out, you know. Uh, so, which, um, let us
2: not forget that the rest of our heroes are are just left away. Yeah, how convenient they're, they're no longer on Coruscant, So,
0: yeah. I actually so. I I actually think it would have been very interesting if um they hadn't left uh until now uh to see h- how they would have managed to get off the planet cuz you know they would have um because yeah, Kong- it would
1: have made the book like another extra 100 pages. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Um so Leia reveals that Mara left the planet with the Falcon um and there's a big hubbub about it, and Leia's just like, whatever, dudes, I don't care what you think of me. <laughs> uh, and then at the end of the chapter, Ghent is basically like, oh, hey, how's it going? Um, By the way, here's the encrypt code from the pulse transmitter. She's like, what? The encrypt code, you know, from the Delta Source. And she's like, what? She's like, you just cracked Delta Source because what? they were not
2: letting you do more fun things during the war. Yeah, okay. I was bored okay and, well he's
0: like I- I've been working on this for like a month now so like he's like <laughs> <laughs> he tries to excuse himself it's cute and
2: Ghent is like this for the entire EU mm-hmm. every now and then for the rest of the time legends was a thing an author would remember he exists <laughs> and pull him up out of mothballs and he was one of the few characters that was written consistently well and true to character no matter who was playing with him and he was always this adorable and this socially inept yeah yeah they need and i love gent forever
1: they need to bring Ghent into canon
2: yes absolutely
1: i love the line at the beginning of this where uh where leia's like it's an imperial attack and he's like oh can they do that
2: <laughs> yes yeah, she's like. like. Actually, we're at war,
0: so they can do anything. The other side can't keep them from doing. It is so cute. Um, so she ends the chapter and tells Gent, "Don't tell anyone that you have this, because um, they're they're going to track it down and nip it in the bud." So chapter fifteen ends with uh, begins with Card at his new base, which is the Fortress of Hujarna. And this is just an excuse for Tim Zon to have more uh world building <laughs> in his uh chapter. Um the trail I
1: do like the sort of like lampshade that that he hangs on it. Like less the sci fi world building and more just like cards like weird ass bases. Yeah. Where the guy's like, Where the hell did you find this place? <laughs> yeah. Lepsy. Yeah.
0: Uh it's easy. So uh, they are tracking down the clones, but the trail is going dry. Gillespie is there with him and is like, hey, uh, we need money if we're going to keep doing this. Uh, and Card's like, well, the New Republic will pay you. And he's like, yeah, but we need money now. Uh, so Card is like, well, I have the slicer there and he can basically steal money for you now. Instead of having them pay you later. <laughs>
1: advance. It's yeah. not stealing. It's a it's a It's a salary. It's a, it's a sneaky advance.
0: <laughs> it's a salary. It's, it's an unauthorized work. Sneaky advance. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's fine. Uh, it's totally legal.
0: Card is a smart individual. And he suspects that Thrawn is leaving the smugglers alone because Thrawn knows it's the best way to quiet opposition. Um, he is smart. And that is exactly what Thrawn is doing.
1: (laughs) Also, Card finally admits to himself that he's joined the Alliance.
0: Yeah, right? How long did that take you? Three whole books. books. (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: So this brings up something interesting. Um, So I was looking through Choices of One uh, earlier because I, I had a question about it and i couldn't remember something so i was flipping through to try to try to find the thing i was looking for and i i forgot that in this book thrawn isn't thrawn is in choices of one so if you want to read more about thrawn after the thrawn cast you can read choices of one uh and he is um his pov character because as you know we never get thrawn's point of view is um kardas who uh is introduced in the Hand of Thrawn duology as being the the person Card took over from. So Cardass had the organization first, and then Card took over, and Cardass handpicked him and was like, "He'll do a great job." Blah blah blah. Uh, I'm sorry,
1: Card took over from a guy called Cardass. Yes, that's stupid.
2: <laughs> it's not. No, it's a Dread Pirate Robert great. thing. Cardass has great. found someone with a similar enough name.
0: And his name is George and he and he, he looks like George Lucas in some of the book covers. <laughs> I are didn't you remember serious? That. Yes, I am. <laughs> God. Come um, on.
1: What are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he didn't do the book cover. Okay, they did it. But anyway. Oh,
1: he named him George? Yeah.
0: J-O-R-J. J- there's a guy in
1: Star Wars named George.
0: Well, anyway, so point being is that I was reading this and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot like Cardass was his like POV character. And I was and then he he happened to mention Card in that in that section about how he was going to be giving the organization over the card. And I was like, that's funny, because like Thrawn and Cardass are super buddy buddy. And then he ends up hating Card. <laughs> I just I, I just the irony made me laugh and. I just liked it. So yeah. Legends lore for you guys. <laughs> so next scene, uh we are on the Chimera. The Imperials have captured Mazik, uh who is really cranky as soon as he gets off the ship and it's like, "What do you want?" blah blah blah. So unlike the swab, ladies man, that intelligence profile. <laughs> uh thrawn says that mazik is not there for punishment but to clear the air between them like that's not suspicious at all like that's not at all creepy right
1: yeah like mazik blew up a star destroyer like the idea that thrawn would not retaliate is it strains credulity yeah
2: (laughs) obviously there's a yet in there Yeah. yeah that thrawn's just not saying right
0: So, uh, he reminds, uh, so he basically implies, or he says that the troops that attacked were not under his orders, but hired by someone else. Um, he reminds Mazik to remember that Thrawn had him in his hand and then let him go. Uh, so Mazik leaves, very confused, which is exactly what Thrawn wanted. Uh, he tells Farrier our friend uh, to go to the next meeting and have his death uh, ra- Deathel wraith alien plant incriminating data about hiring the Imperials into cards office. So basically they want, he wants the smugglers to believe that card was the one who paid them off so that uh, they like his card wanted them to unite. So he hired the attack so that the smugglers would unite. And then we have one of my favorite lines, which is when Farrier's like, right, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. And Thrawn says, thank you, Farrier. Your approval means so very much to me. <laughs>
2: that is peak Thrawn. It's just so... I
0: want... shit <laughs> I want... A, I want Lars Mikkelsen to record that line in his in his lilting theron voice because it's just so perfect, and he hates him as much as we do. <laughs> Ferrier is,
2: like,
1: extra stupid in this
0: scene, it seems. Yeah.
1: Just like, I'm not Ferrier. I don't know how anything works or what to do. Except, of course, stand now. stand here
2: and smoke and try not to ruin everything. Yeah. Except
1: now we know that he sounds like Edward G. Robinson. So he's like, ah, you got him all squirmy and then tossed him back. See, i will be thinking about that for a long
0: time. I, um... I don't, like I've said before, I don't remember how the farrier thing resolves, and I haven't looked it up because I want to be surprised by it, so uh, I'm hoping he dies, because he's obnoxious.
1: Slowly, painfully. Yeah.
0: So, chapter 16, uh, the Falcon arrives on Wayland, which is a pretty desolate planet. They don't really find any signs of life or civilization uh, were well, where there's signs of not, life but not like not,
1: not desolate it's just
0: right you know, yeah there's the void
1: of of civilization yeah yeah
0: but the, yeah there's there's life forms but it's like there's no cities or bases or whatever yeah. so uh mara I, I i mara has been making snide comments about the Falcon. <laughs>
1: I love that line. <laughs> well,
0: so does everyone who gets aboard it, honestly. Yeah, but
1: right, but you know Mara
3: is, like, extra spicy
2: about is. it. She is.
0: And, and, sure and she knows
3: just how to dig him. She
0: does. She yeah. knows
3: exactly the right <laughs> thing to say.
0: The The best part, though, is that even after, like, they become friends and then in-laws, that this continues because then it becomes, like, a pride thing. Like, my ship's better than your ship. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. They they duke it out over who's got the faster,
2: better, stronger. They do more upgraded, more illegally upgraded ship for the rest of the EU. I'm
3: sorry. whose freighter broke down and had to hide in a pile of garbage to get away (laughs) from a star destroyer? (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, Yeah. So yeah. um, Also, also of note during this section, which is very important for reasons, is that they get they get to the planet and. Mara and Han are up in the cockpit. Uh, Luke is not there. And then he comes into the cockpit later and Han's like, hey, we're here. And Luke goes, yeah, I know. Mara told me. And I'm like, Uh, yeah.
2: (laughs) I thought of you,
0: Nancy, when I read that line. I thought of you immediately. He told her through the she told him through the force. Like, that's huge because luke you can totally buy him like talking to p- her through the force like all the time because that's the kind of stuff he would do and that's why mar would say like get out of get out of my head skywalker all the yeah. time uh but her because it was always nice things but yeah but her saying it to him is that's like that's big that's yeah to,
1: to be fair for all we know for the entire trip luke was like you know Force asking her, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" We there
0: yet? <laughs> he would. <laughs> he totally do that. I could. I could well, it's not like that, he can yeah.
1: read to like pass the time. So
0: yeah. You
1: know, he's <laughs> just hey. <gotta> enjoy- hey. <laughs> nope. You can't too late, Luke. Hey. Can't read. It's
0: canon. <laughs> Shut up. He's got that remote there. He's- he can use the remote. Um, also, the fact that they've been avoiding each other the entire voyage. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs>
2: on a teeny tiny freighter like it even says how hard that is to do aboard this ship because this ship is tiny this ship has one room with a closing door and the bathroom is inside it
0: (laughs) oh so um then han and luke are discussing whether or not luke should bet his life on trusting mara luke says he already has and this is a really i really love this conversation between them uh because it's just it's perfectly them the two of them and uh, I, any Han and Luke get those moments, make me happy. There aren't. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it, yeah, is good good it is. It is a good
2: romance moment. Is.
0: So they are attacked by creatures called Gerals. As soon as they start up their speeder bikes, uh, and the, these Gerals are basically—I
1: believe it's Gerals.
0: <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I run this podcast. I I have no clue. I just wanted to say that, (laughs) as we've as we've discussed on various episodes of this podcast and uh, other Tashi Station podcasts, I don't know how to pronounce things. So, yeah, Brian, you're staring at me like you want to say something.
3: I I just find it amusing that we go on someone else's show and tell them how to pronounce things.
0: (laughs) Okay, hi Podrin. We only told them how to pronounce card. that's it because it's card it's wild card look listen i made that mistake too so it's okay (laughs) so um they uh these these animals are kind of used as like sentries basically uh they're trained to like attack repulsor lift to like hear repulsor lift noises and attack uh so they realize they're gonna have to walk all the way to mount tantus which will take for like days. weeks yeah it'll take they, they estimate about 12 days uh which... and i'm like
2: solo what a parking job there man yeah. like, you couldn't <laughs> get, get any could, closer could, like, you have a up. spaceship you had to turn it on its side which you even mentioned is not easy to do in a gravity well to park it where you parked it why couldn't you park it closer he didn't want is to sit up it in the The whole parking remote. lot was full, and you had. <laughs> I mean, he didn't
1: want to get too close to the mountain, to, yeah. to his defense. But also, like now that they know this, you'd think that they could, like maybe, like inch a little bit closer, like <laughs> cut a few days no. off
3: their trip. is the asshole who takes two parking spots so someone doesn't ding <laughs> the door.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, he is, in fact, and I am the asshole store manager that will have him towed.
0: Also, no. (laughs) Uh,
3: The asshole store manager? You're the hero store manager. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Also, no, they couldn't have flown closer to the the mountain because then they would have missed their 12 days, which is very important to plot and characterization. (laughs) Mm,
2: Well, okay. (laughs) I must say also that when Luke and Mara go on their little nostalgia bent where they're like, oh, it's like Merker yeah once again I thought of Nancy
0: yes (laughs) so um they wonder if some if something funny is going on if the Imperials know they're there but they're like we can't abort the mission we gotta keep going because this is our only shot so they're going uh Obligatory they are not throwing
1: away their shot, they
0: are not. I was gonna make that joke, but I haven't seen Hamilton, so or w- listened to Hamilton, so I let someone else do it. Thank you, <laughs> uh, thank
2: you for filling in that gap.
0: Han has the obligatory makes an obligatory crack about the sensor dish, uh, which is still funny and will continue <laughs> to so- be funny no matter I how long time has light. passed
1: I, I, I did cracked up the first time I read it, and I crack up every time. Yeah. Like, Lando's like, Lando's oh,
2: like yeah that you're was... never
0: going to let me live that down he's like you said not a scratch <laughs> <laughs> especially when you like think of the force awakens and now there's like a completely different shaped dish well that's because I mean, I Lando knocked the one there. off
2: Yeah, the and then Han wasn't allowed to replace it with another illegal one <laughs> he had to put a normal civilian one on there and he was not happy about that Lando will never <laughs> live
0: that down no nope. way to go Lando so uh all caps i have in the show notes luke and mara conversation alert luke and mara conversation <laughs> very important um i could comment on every line in this section but i won't uh the most important good could. i could but i won't uh most important is her asking luke how the emperor died uh, he tells her that he went to the Death Star to turn Vader back to the light side and Vader subsequently killed Palpatine. Mara doesn't believe him. He asks what reason he'd have to lie. And she's like, yeah, I guess that's true. Um,
1: also, like, she asks him, yeah. which which suggests that she's no longer taking her vision of Luke and Vader teaming up to kill the Emperor on you know, yeah. she's no longer taking that at face value. This is a big for, deal for her to ask him means that she's already doubting.
0: Yeah, that this is a big deal. The the cracks. I mean, the cracks started to show when Thron said there were other Emperor's hands, which she yeah. doesn't necessarily believe yet. But the 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 cracks are there, and for her to actually ask him, and you know, it, it's it's very vulnerable for her to do that she's like i have to know um you know if we're we might die here i I need to know what happened yeah um and luke uh, she's like you know that's not what happened you turned on him and he's like what are you talking about and then he realizes that mara must have been in contact with palpatine when he died but she got the vision all wrong because palpatine wanted her to um and then he's like, well, it doesn't really matter because if I hadn't gone to the Death Star, Vader wouldn't have turned to killed Palpatine. And she's like, yeah, and I won't forget that. <laughs> I'm like, Luke, why? Why did you have to poke the hornet's nest?
1: <laughs> you know, I don't want to spoil uh, anything else for people. But like this characterization of Palpatine um, does line up with uh, the Palpatine that we see uh well, that we see referenced in uh, in *Empire's End*,
0: mm-hmm. this yeah. sort of
1: uh, petty, vindictive
0: yes. Palpatine,
1: like goddamn I, I... board
3: tipper.
0: You know he's <laughs> a board just... tipper. <laughs> he's a board tipper. Yes, yes. I think we said that in our *Empire's End* review podcast. You call him a, a board what tipper. tipper, board like a game board.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like a cow tipper. No, like, <laughs> that too. Like a boar. No, no. And, and no. then I thought you meant boar gullet. And <laughs> like, how could you tip oh, over God. boar gullet? Called, like Palpatine could do and it. <laughs> and so I was very, very confused.
3: No, no, just when Palpatine's losing at Monopoly, he flips the board. Yeah. Because yeah. he's an a-hole. Whatever, like that.
0: That, goes, no. whatever that game was. Dem, 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 demens, Pro,
3: proto
1: de jarg.
0: The game that we couldn't pronounce the name of it um so yeah i was just like luke luke you were making strides and then you had to poke the nest (laughs) like there are certain things you should not say around this woman Uh, you'll have a lifetime to figure that out (laughs) actually you won't thanks thanks (laughs) sacrifice um (laughs) um so there is a line at the end of this that i really like there was a job to do and until that job was finished she needed luke alive at which point she would have to face a destiny that had been prepared for her or would have to choose a new one and this is very interesting because it's from luke's point of view but it's not like he's scared for his life he's i think he's more concerned for her like because he's so pure and good he is (laughs) he wants her to make good and local girl does good (laughs) That's what he wants. Well, and he (laughs) realizes,
1: too, like, you know, earlier he just says, you know, somehow, you know, she got the vision wrong, but, like, referring to the destiny that had been chosen for her, like, that seems to point to him understanding that, like, Palpatine was, like, setting her up for this. Yeah,
0: and this is very important because, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Luke's characterized as a bright shining ray of sunshine who sees the good in everyone which is true uh and later on in the expanded universe this this kind of went away and eroded and there was there was a moment where luke said a certain character could not be redeemed and which is utterly ridiculous because this was a 16 year old girl uh so yeah i i'm I like seeing Luke characterized this way because it is true.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I didn't agree with that decision either no. because I just couldn't imagine him ever losing that light yeah. in him,
0: especially for someone who has this this character, uh, Vistara. Who people who have read Legends uh, from Fate of the Jedi, she was raised to be a Sith. So I mean, you it's. And, I mean, it, the comparisons between her and Mara were very heavy-handed during the series. And it r- always bothered me that Luke took a completely different turn on her than he did Mara when it's, like, they they were doing it exactly the same way, like, literally, like, Luke's son had the hots for this girl. Uh, yeah, I was
2: about to say, I think some of that had to
0: do with her getting
2: her hands on his kid. <laughs> Yeah, but when, I mean, different when it's your kid than when it's you, right? Yeah. But well, and was that
1: like part of the point too? I mean, were they like doing it the same to like show Luke had like grown like
3: cynical in his old age? They were trying to, except they weren't consistent from author to author. Yeah, like don't... Aaron Alston wow. wrote a very grounded in the films Luke Skywalker, and Troy Denning wrote an asshole.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I don't. Troy Denning wrote about eight paragraphs I really enjoyed throughout the entire <laughs> expanded universe. Uh, I, well, yeah, but um,
1: I, I remember <laughs> enjoying Star by Star. I don't remember anything about yeah. it. I just kind of remember liking it. But.
0: Star by Star was good. Tatooine Ghost was good. Um, but yeah, it's there's, you know. There was, there was points when I was just like, this isn't Luke that I know. And, and like, Christy Golden, you generally did a good job. There were some things that she wrote for him that I I didn't like, but it was like, yeah, I mean, they, that they were trying to go that Luke was older and cynical and, you know, his wife had died and he'd been exiled and everything. But He's seen some stuff. Yeah, but still, I mean, there's there's some characterization bits that can't go away, and Luke Skywalker being the great redeemer is one of them. Yeah, I,
3: I think if those books taught us anything, that hopefully the uh, sequel trilogy is paying attention please. to, it's that um, cynical old Luke Skywalker doesn't really work. Please, no, please, we need. Wise, I
0: will throw my
2: popcorn. old wizard Luke Skywalker. Like I, I
1: don't know. The look on his face at the end of the Force Awakens seems to me a lot like ugh, this shit again." <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah. dude, his best friend just died, and I'm sure he felt it. Scared. And like, I guarantee, you it's cold up on that cliff. I came
1: to a planet of islands to get away <laughs> from this nonsense.
2: <laughs> but Who
1: like, is
3: this chick?
0: My daughter. Uh, but seriously god, though, don't you fine. see
3: old Luke being a lot more Yoda and less Mace Windu?
0: Oh god, yeah. please help us. No Mace Windu, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can only be one of you.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> not that I didn't love Mace Windu, but he was fine for who he was, but he was a jerk.
2: And who <laughs> he was was the reason
3: Who he was was the reason that the uh Old Republic fell. What?
0: <laughs> yes, because they could have taken <laughs> no, Luke that was with jar-jar. them. Anyway, we've gone ended this show on a tangent, (laughs) but basically never do that. (laughs) uh,
3: At least we're not talking about region lock DVDs this (laughs) week. You brought it up. I was going to say it wasn't my fault this time.
0: (laughs) But Luke and Mara have a conversation, and it's very nice. And the end. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, as I read it, I tweeted
2: about how I knew what Nancy was going (laughs) to say about it.
0: (laughs) Well, this conversation is also very important to remember later on um i don't remember the exact chapter that it happens in but there is a moment when you know we say now mara's starting to doubt when like and she's getting little cracks there is a moment when it's pretty much her entire worldview is shattered like what the hell and uh there if you go back and read this chapter after reading that one you'll note that a piece of very important information was left out during this conversation. (laughs) Um, And if Luke had just said so at that point, um, things might have been, you know, understood earlier on. But um, this was information that not people knew at this point in the expanded universe, so...
2: So stay tuned to Thrawncast, ladies and gentlemen. I have no
1: idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I
0: will tell you after we stop recording. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, let's go around the horn and... Give our thoughts. Brian, I'll let you go first.
3: I would like to officially propose that any <laughs> Star Wars novel involving childbirth uh, have an edit pass done by someone who has given birth.
0: Well, it did. That's a funny part. Not just any novel period. Yeah. I mean that yeah, that's I mean that's a funny part is that it the editor was uh I think Betsy Mitchell, so but I mean, you know, there was. See, we're going to the war room. Just, you know, hand wave it. You know, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just don't mention the fact that
2: like there's possibly milk leaking on the front of Leia's robe. You know?
0: Look, <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: space robe <laughs> over her space breasts, and this is They've all. They've got other fine. things
0: to worry about at this point in time. Exactly. Anything else, Brian? Before that, except that.
3: Uh, no, I just wanted to get that joke in. <laughs>
0: Good. Did you like the space battle stuff?
3: I did like the space battle stuff. I always like the space battle stuff that uh, Tim writes. It's a kind of a middle ground between Aaron and Mike,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: so it's it's a it's a nice happy zone for me.
0: Yes, uh, Amanda.
2: I I enjoy these chapters because you can sort of see the race to the finish line starting mm-hmm. to happen. Um, you have split the party again, you've injected other tension, you've had wonderful Ghent come in and give us the key to Delta Source, which was a big hanging thread that's been around for a lot of books. Um, and I like that Leia's sort of keeping that close to the vest at the moment. Um, so yeah, I like, I like the way things are coming to a head right now.
0: And Matthew?
1: Yeah, I mean, agree with all of that. Like, things are definitely ramping up, um. I do I I also like that Leia keeps Delta Source to herself. I I like how how few like shits Leia has to give in this chapter. She's like, (laughs) Yeah, I let Mara go. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, Yeah. I've got Delta Source. I'm not gonna tell anybody (laughs) what's going on. Garm, you're being a child. She's just like she's through with everybody. She's like, all right. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, the card stuff continues to be the less interesting part of this whole thing, especially since I mean, as we see here, that whole plot has kind of petered out because the trail that they were following was was false yeah. laid by the empire to distract them and then also our main party is just going to wayland now so they right. didn't need to to track the clones after all so it, I, I like cards involvement in the story much more going forward yes um and so it, it'll be nice to get to that now that um, he's
0: finally admitted that he's joined sides with the new republic
1: and that was the other thing i was gonna mention i'm glad <laughs> sorry. That is finally. sorry I'm, to steal your thunder gotten over that psychological uh hurdle yeah um but yeah no it's good stuff i uh, i can't wait for uh for what comes next
0: yes and um i i am also excited because we're getting towards the end and it's, it's very good <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all. From- i also
1: really like scene between Luke and Mara. Like that she opens up to ask him, that he tells her, that he, you know, intuits what's going on. It's good stuff.
0: It's so good. Guys, if you like conversations like this between Luke and Mara, just go read Vision of the Future. Like just go skip Spectre of the Past, go straight to Vision of the Future. You won't be confused at all after this. Okay, don't do that. Actually read Spectre of the Past and then Vision of the Future. Uh, so thank you all for joining us for another episode. The Thronecast is a Tashi Station podcast and has been brought to you in part by her universe and by you, our Patreon subscribers. You can follow us all on Twitter with the handles Tashi under, underscore Station. I can't say underscore. Nancy Pants. <laughs> Lane Winry, MR Bowers, Manda the Ginger, and Cyberpunk Warlock. You can find our columns and news at Tashi Station.net. Tune in next week when we finally, finally learn the identity of Delta Source. Bye! So long.
3: Bye. Awesome.